0: Whatever happens, do not buy Bitcoin until you watch this video. Because in this video, I'm going to give you guys a very, very, very big warning from someone who's actually pretty credible saying, do not buy Bitcoin. Also, we've got a leaked interview from SPF, uh, not the one that's been going around the internet, but we've got another one. Then i got a whole lot of altcoin news for you, and I'm going to show you three altcoins that I'm buying. I'm going to show you exactly, exactly, exactly why I'm buying it. So wakey wakey, rise and shine, let's do this. Let's have some fun Get the fuck out of bed, bitch, go Get up, get up, get the Gotta wake up, bitch, Get get up. Get up, get up. Listen, When I woke up this morning and I put on the shirt, I knew it. I knew I'd walk in here and I'd get the prison stripes, uh, a joke, uh, I'd get the Popeye joke. Um, I knew it, I knew it. And that's one of the reasons why I actually wore the shirt. So it's been sitting in my cupboard for ages. And uh, eventually I took it out and I thought, if I wear it, do I have the guts to wear it? So yeah, here I am. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Um, <laughs> uh wakey wakey rise and shine guys rise and shine by the way by the way before we actually get into the the big alpha that is the show i want to show you something so this is my sports bet account you remember that i had the 500 in my sports bet account both of my bets yesterday were winners i bet that england would win england won the i bet that the usa would win the usa won Today we've got uh, a couple of games. We've got Australia versus Denmark, Tunisia versus France, Poland versus Argentina, Saudi Arabia versus Mexico. Um, that's all happening today. Um, let me know what you think I should bet on. I'll decide at the end of the of the of the uh, uh, um, stream, but in the meantime, I've got someone here who is one of these Gen sports gamblers. like you know like the, like we are in crypto. This is like the equivalent of us Gen but for sports betting. And I thought I'd bring him on the show just to like talk about how he would bet on today's games. We'll all make a decision about where to put the money at the end of the game. Gav, welcome, buddy. Hello, how are you? Good. Big games today, huh? Big games. Important games today.
1: Uh, Big games. It's almost like the knockout stages before the knockout stages. Teams have got to win. Uh, And I think today could be a day for some big prices. That's all I'm saying
0: so which games should we be looking at today
1: all four of course is the answer um i would say lots of people are going to go for france but i always say don't back teams to win who do not need to win catches people out in the champions league time and time again from manchester city always let you down when they don't have to win they generally don't win france don't have to win team news is out and bap is on the bench etc 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 Um, if France win you brave the night to back him at that short price of what 1.64 the last four meetings between Tunisia and France three of them have ended 1-1 so I would say have a look at Tunisia to score in this one that would probably be a better bet than just France to win France probably will win but I don't trust them Uh, Mbappe was 11 years of uh, age last time they played Tunisia so it's been a long time Uh, I would Probably have a look at Tunisia to score a goal in that one.
0: What about Saudi Arabia and Mexico? Because, I mean, Um, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. So this is like a big thing.
1: Uh, Saudi Arabia are big at 5.1. If Poland beat Argentina, Saudi Arabia draw against Mexico. Saudi Arabia go through. Argentina go out. Saudi Arabia, they've played 18 games in the World Cup since their first game in 1994 in America. In those 18 games, they've scored in eight of them. In those eight they've scored, they've only lost, six, uh, they've only lost two. The so point is, is that when Saudi Arabia score, they're very difficult to beat. And Mexico have yet to score a goal and they're not keeping clean sheets. Mexico are not in good form. I think Saudi Arabia could get something from that one. If they score, I don't think Mexico wins. So Saudi Arabia or the draw is a play. I don't trust Mexico at 1.67, another short price. I do not trust
0: All righty. So, okay. So Gav, just quickly to summarize, how would you place bets on today's games, uh, four games, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia, France, Poland, Argentina, and Saudi Mexico? Very quickly.
1: Denmark have to win. I don't think they do. The ties are play at five. They played in the last World Cup and drew 1-1. Been a penalty in the last two games between Australia and Denmark. Look at penalty in that one. Don't trust France. Poland against Argentina. Last three meetings between those two sides, Poland have won two of them. I think they're far too big at 94 don't trust Argentina. Both teams to score it over two is a play in Poland, Argentina. Of course, there's Lewandowski. So I don't trust Argentina, Mexico, France, or Denmark. In other words, I don't trust any of those short prices.
0: Amazing. Gav, thanks a lot, buddy. Cheers, buddy. All right. So Gav's our, our, our now our resident sporting DJ. Uh, we've got a, a sponsor, sportsbet.io, if you want to be betting on the football and you want to be uh, using your crypto. So that's all why I did this. I didn't want to do it on my credit card for a lot of reasons. Uh, you can do it on sportsbet.io, there's a link below and you guys can do it. All right, let's go and talk about Alpha. Uh, but before we do that, listen, if you're not a subscriber to the best channel in crypto, subscribe now. Let's have some fun, join the fam. This is a, a fam that has been breaking amazing news, been with you in the bull market, in the bear market. We don't ask you for much, we just ask you, we wanna to get to 600,000 subscribers by the end of the year. We've set ourselves a goal, we're on 591. We need you to subscribe. If you are a subscriber, just hit the like button. Um, and help us get more circulation of this content because every single time that we break news and we expose people, guess what happens? We get shadow back. So we need you to help us. All right, smash the like button. Let's get on with the alpha. There's lots of alpha here today. If we look at the altcoins, first of all, congratulations to those who took the Phantom trade. You guys would be up quite a bit now. I think you'd probably be up about 30% because that trade was was given to you guys at about 18.5 cents. I'm here on the four hour, but uh, I think we gave you guys the we gave it to, you gave you guys a call around here. Uh, now it, it it went to twenty four. It's now twenty three point uh, six three. Now we have had a pump in the market. I'm going to show you why we've had a pump in the market, but before that, I want to show you what I saw here in the GMX indicator. The GMX indicator is now showing me that the long to short positions is two to one. So. The, sorry, the, the short too long is two to one. Usually when this happens, usually when you get to an area where there are too many shorts and not enough longs or the other way around, the move actually goes to the opposite direction. That would mean that if this GMX indicator is right, or if our theory around this GMX indicator is right, then we could get another move up. And if we get another move up, then maybe it's time to position yourself. Now, again, this is something that I've tested a few times. It's an indicator which uh, Tyler from Chico Crypto showed me or showed everyone in one of his videos. I've been following it. I've tested it many times and it's worked. So decide how you want to position yourselves. And if you want to be positioning yourselves, the one thing I think that you should do is you should position yourself in such a way where you remove the noise because there are a lot of tokens that have a lot of noise around them, but fundamentally remain good. And I saw this tweet by, by Delphi. And what they showed is they said, look, obviously Matic and BNB prices have increased since October, but then you get tokens like Sol, Nier, um, that have fallen by a fifth, by Sol fallen by 60% and near, fallen by 55%. Now, the reality is that the technology behind these things hasn't changed. The only thing that's changed is noise. When I say noise, nothing fundamental to the long-term growth of the technology, just the investors, short-term, the investors are probably going to have to liquidate out of tokens because he says, yeah. FTX and CRS Capital are important investors in NIA. Um, and that's why NEAR has gone down. Obviously, we know FTX no matter are a core investor of Solana, and that's why Solana's gone down. But remember that those tokens are now sitting with the with the liquidator. And so they're not going to be dumped on the market anytime soon. So right now you got Solana at $13.54. I must say I took a position now in Solana. I said to you um that I was waiting for about $13.30. I got it at about thirteen Um, I've got that position. I did notice that. Dudas, Mike Dudas said, I'm also starting to buy my next cycle personal Solana bag today. And the reason why he's saying that is if you look at the um, daily NFT activity on Solana, what you can see is that Solana clearly is leading the um, the uh, uh, NFT race and specifically the small NFT race for the people. And so for me, the tech hasn't changed. The tokens are sitting with the liquidator, not with Alameda, not with FTX. They're not going to sell it. The liquidator is going to have it and he's going to have to probably sell them to a bidder or, or at an auction or something like that. They're not just going to dump them on the open market. Anyway, we've also seen a pump on Bitcoin. I'm going to show you in a few seconds what caused this pump, and then we can make a decision together to see whether this pump is, is going to continue. But I must warn you, before you buy Bitcoin, before, before, before you buy Bitcoin, you have to be very careful because someone some organization has issued a warning around Bitcoin. A very serious warning. Very, very, very serious warning. And what this warning says, basically, is that Bitcoin is its Bitcoin's last stand. And who's issued this warning? None other than the European Central Bank. So the European Central Bank has issued a Blog that says it's Bitcoin's last stand. Now, in this garbage, sorry, did I say garbage? I didn't mean that. I meant this is a very serious warning, and you should listen to it because it's very credible. Also, what they say here is that Bitcoin is rarely used for legal transactions. Okay. Rarely used. There was a chain analysis analysis done by chain analysis. Okay. And they said that like 1% of Bitcoin transactions are for illegal transactions. What they say here is Bitcoin was created to overcome existing money, money, monetary and financial system, blah, 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 blah. It says here, uh, speculative bubbles rely on new money flowing in. Bitcoin has also repeatedly benefited from waves of new investors, the manipulations by individual exchanges or stablecoin providers during the first wave, et cetera, et cetera. And they go through it. They're also saying that, look. Just because we regulate Bitcoin doesn't mean that we approve it. They're saying regulation can be misunderstood as approval. Um, they say large investors also fund lobbyists to push their case with lawmakers. In the US alone, a number of crypto lobbyists have almost tripled from 115 to 320 in 2021. Um, and so they say, don't misunderstand the fact that we approve, that we regulate something to the fact that we approve it. And what they say is, for the banks, if you promote Bitcoin, it bears reputational risk. So, my view is that before you buy Bitcoin, before you recommend in this festive holiday, in this festive season, that any of your relatives buy Bitcoin, before you tell your friends that they should buy Bitcoin, you must read the warning by the European Central Bank because the European Central Bank is definitely someone that you want to be taking financial advice from. They're definitely someone that are not scared of and unconflicted when it comes to Bitcoin. So you must listen to the, the, the warning of the European Central Bank before you buy any more Bitcoin. And if after you read the warning by the European Central Bank, you still believe in Bitcoin, then I think you should buy the shit out of Bitcoin. That, that's the way I see it. It's the biggest load of garbage I've ever read. The European Central Bank, which has caused so much inflation in Europe, are now, are now telling you not to buy the one thing that has withstood the test of time against inflation. Absolute garbage. Cannot believe that they did that, but I guess they're scared. And if they're scared, that's what they're gonna do. Um, all right, listen, we have, we, have, we have the leaked SBF interview, but before that, I just wanna go through a couple of things which I think are very important. So it might be a little bit of a longer show, but um, someone here is right. They're saying, uh, tell me Swiss banks are not doing money laundering. Exactly. That, that's exactly what's happening. The European Central Bank, don't want to take away the power that they have to control and earn all the money laundering. And so what they're doing is they're basically giving you this bullshit warning, bullshit, absolute garbage warning. Bitcoin's last stand, as if Bitcoin is about to die. By the way, look at how this thing ends. Um, it says here. Oh, uh, there's a. I read something here which was like, oh, I can't remember. But yeah, anyway, it is. It is. It is the biggest load of garbage I've ever seen. And I think it's embarrassing that they published it. All right, listen. So we've got Powell speaking later today. Um, I'm not expecting any fireworks from Powell, um, especially because inflation is coming down. We saw that. Let me just show you quickly, for those of you who haven't been paying attention in class. Um, you see, the last couple of readings, inflation is clearly, clearly, clearly on a downward trajectory. So I'm not expecting any surprises from Powell. But the one thing that does worry me, see, someone says, someone in my shirt is making their screen blurry. Must I take the shirt off? It turns sideways you're should I should I take the shirt off? If you want to. have been working hard in gym. I have been working hard. Now my microphone is not... I have it. another one for No, it's all good. I'll wear this one. <laughs> i I think I've got to get used to wearing prison straps, bro. Um, okay, so uh you've got that. But the thing that one thing that is worrying me is that we just had Black Friday and the sales in Black Friday were like absolutely high. So what I was looking at is I was looking at what the what happened. To the chances of a 50, of a 75 basis point rate hike. And the problem is that because Black Friday was so good, you can see that the probability, which was at 80% of a 50 basis point rate hike, went to 67.5%. And now people are saying, look, because the US consumers are such degens and they just spend so much money, um, well, now the probability is about uh, 30, uh, 32.5%. The other thing which is quite good here is that the US gas prices have come down. Now, what Joe Biden says is he says, look, um, our release from the strategic petroleum reserve and my call for global partners to release reserves of their own have helped the gas prices drop below where they were prior to Putin's invasion of Ukraine. We're blunting Putin's price hike. Yes, yes, he's right. He is right. But this is what the US uh, reserves look like. And I'm going to just take you through to five years, just so that you can see. That is what, look at that. Let's look at 10 years. Okay, they won't give me 10 years because it won't give me that, because I, I can't afford to pay the subscription because we're in a bear market. Um, but what you can see is that that's what the the petroleum reserve looks like. So, look, it's a great strategy to bring gas prices down, but eventually this is going to end and gas prices are going to come up or the war in Ukraine has to end. So, decide what has to happen. We did get some good news from um, from the from Europe, um, where the ECB who published the this Bitcoin thing uh said they, they finally got a little bit of a drop in, in in inflation. They got to uh went from 10.6, they forecast 10 point four, they got 10%. So uh that's what we saw um next fomc meeting is on the 14th of december let's see what happens there as i said to you it looks like right now 75 basis point rate hike um yeah so that's pretty much from a macro point of view again not expecting any surprises from from powell not at all um let's talk about why bitcoin pumped today now the truth is i had this news last night but i just couldn't go live because you know it was late at night when i got the news but the reason why Bitcoin pumped, and I'll show you the pump here. You can see it. Here it is. So we were at about 16,400 and maybe even 16,000 just before that. We're now back at 16,800. And you'll remember what's kept this market down is the fact that Genesis may be going insolvent and people are worried that DCG, the parent company, is going insolvent, right? Um, well, there's good news there. So the good, the news that I'm hearing is that they are starting. To salvage, and they're starting to get some bites on certain assets in the group, and it's probably going to be okay. So Ryan Salcus tweeted a recapitalization of DCG at 3.2 uh, uh, billion total valuation um, are very under modest assumptions that are, that would make Genesis creditors whole, would make investors two and a half times their money in five years, and give a 25 percent haircut to existing DCG investors. And so he thinks that that's what's going to happen. I'm hearing that that's what's going to happen. I also saw this yesterday, which is a, an article which was written by Semaphore. I remember Semaphore is the news site that SPF and his brother are investors in, um, uh, Sam and Gabriel Bankman Fried. And what what they're they saying here, they published an article around CoinDesk. Now you'll remember that CoinDesk is an asset which DCG own. DCG is the, the holding company of Genesis and also the, the holding company of Coindesk and the holding company of Grayscale. And they published this article saying that one of the approaches suggested a $300 million purchase price for DCG, which was considered too low for Coindesk, which was considered too low. So what it looks like, what it looks like here is it looks like they are starting to sell off the assets. And one of the assets what they've probably put on sale is Coindesk and they are Either getting offers, I don't believe though that they're getting offers, yeah? I guess that they're not getting offers, yeah? I think that this is like a puff piece to try and put a peg in the ground and say, look, we're selling this asset for somewhere around $300 million, right? So that's the uh, th- that's what this is about. And what you can see is that they're starting to sell off the asset. So that's pretty good news. Um, the other good news, yesterday, BlockFi had their court hearing. I listened to the whole court hearing, boring as fuck. You guys should thank me. For sitting, listening to the most boring court proceeding in the whole world, okay? The most boring court proceeding in the whole world, but I listened to it, so make sure I get the alpha for you guys. Uh, Two pieces of alpha or two pieces that came out of there. One is that the judge says that the emails and names of the people that had money in BlockFi can remain private for now. Great. So we don't have another Celsius leak. And then we don't have uh, um, Zach XBTs and a whole lot of others publishing what every single influencer in the world had on BlockFi and when they took it off and how much money their mother had on BlockFi. Great. Um, But they also plan to resume withdrawals in the near term. That's what the lawyer says. So let's see what happens there. Um, There is FUD. I don't know if you remember when Richard Hart was on my show and I said to him, who do you think is going to go down next? Who do you think is going to be the next uh, uh, company to go down? And this is what he said, so let me give it to you. You see, I'm speaking fast now because I'm trying to get to the main FTX interview. Also, I'm trying to bring you uh, uh, the most alpha per minute show. So if I'm talking too fast, let me know, or just go to YouTube and then just on the settings page here, just go to playback speed and just set it to 0.75, and then you can just slow down the way that I talk. So the first thing is that Coinbase has removed a whole lot of tokens from their wallets, from the Coinbase wallet. They removed BCH, Ethereum Classic, uh, they removed Stellar and they removed XRP from their wallet. They say that they did this because people aren't using these tokens. I kind of believe it. Like since they delisted XRP and since they, you know, BCH, I don't, I don't know how many people use it. Ethereum Classic. I mean, who was the last time? Um, uh, where, where was the last time that people used Ethereum? All right, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do another stream. Sorry, guys. Huge apologies. Huge apologies. Huge apologies. We'll do it and we'll try, as soon as we get back up, we'll repost the stream and then you guys can join us for that. Okay, so let's end the stream and we'll be back in a few minutes, hopefully. Such bad form. Such bad.